When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on. Are you ready? Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Squirt bottles seem so mean. It does, but that's what you're supposed to do. I've also tried that on my kids. Works great. Just... Yes. I think that I would be too stunned to speak if someone squirted water in my it face. It is startling. It really is. You're just like, ah, what are you doing, man? But it gets your attention. Think... Dave and Mahoney. You need to send Mahoney back home. He's still sick. I think you are also sick, sir. <laughs> He's still sick. Was that actually the cold calling? <laughs> it was. That was the Mucinex monster. He was like, send him back home so I can take him. And Mahoney. Is that a Metasaurus? Man, I wish I wish, I wish that was my nickname in college. <laughs> you would have a shirt that would legit you, just say Metasaurus. Metasaurus. And then Dave, like, no, Dave, Dave's more of a Pegasaurus. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining us on this Thursday. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Hot Outback Steakhouse, my God, what is happening? Bloomin' Brands, the parent company of Outback Steakhouse, has decided to close 41 underperforming locations across its brands. Now, that isn't just Outback Steakhouses. There's also Carrabba's and Bonefish Grill and Fleming's, but most of the closures will affect Outback Steakhouse locations. Oh, I didn't and know that Outback owned Fleming's. Yep, Fleming's, oh. Bonefish Grill, and Carrabba's all under the same umbrella. So the decision to close the restaurants was based on factors like sales and traffic and trade areas and the uh, required investment to improve the, the restaurants, especially some older ones that have been around since the 90s or early 2000s. Bloomin' Brands anticipates the closures will cost approximately $100 million in revenue during 2024. The company still plans to open 40 to 45 new restaurants across the system in 2024. So this isn't necessarily bad news for Outback Steakhouse. This is more of just a flushing of the old and in with the new. And if you look at it, you know, I, I'm, I didn't realize that Bloomin' Brands owned, it all, all, owned all of those particular uh, restaurants. But I'm looking at their stock price, and their stock price has been pretty consistent since 2012 when they first launched, uh, you know, on the New York Stock Exchange. So their stock, not quite at an all-time high, but it's still pretty close to as uh, high as it's ever been. So they're doing fine. Yeah, so this just doesn't seem like, okay, I can't imagine all of those restaurants, which, whether you like them or not, I think are all good in their own right, you know, do a good amount of business. Uh, They ain't going anywhere. I've just always thought as Outback Steakhouse as one of the most stable ones, so to hear them having problems is a little bit surprising, but really, when you look into the story a little deeper, they're still opening new restaurants. But if you think about how long they've been around, and maybe sometimes it's cheaper just to, you know, find a better performing area or a better performing building, so uh, interesting, just... Keep those blooming onions coming and keep that cheese fries a pulling. Some good news today as well. Um, if you're wondering why you love live music so much, you are not alone. There was a new study done out of the University of Zurich that suggests that live musical performances have a more powerful impact on the brain compared to listening to recorded music. And I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like going to a live concert for me, even if it's like a cover band, is so enjoyable 
as opposed to just going to a place that has music playing in the background. I mean, don't get me wrong. If that jukebox is loaded up with all of the bangers from Creed from the 1990s and early aughts, you got me hooked. But live music, there, there's something special. This about is it. an interesting study that was done. I mean, I'm no shock here. I think anybody who's ever been to a concert in their entire life or experienced any sort of live music understands there's a vibe. There's an energy. There's, you, you like, I love music, you know, and there's, there's a part of me that, like, about live music when the music is not mixed properly and you can never hear the vocals. Yeah. You know, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. But there's always an energy that exists in a crowd if the band is, you know, lively and energetic. So, I mean, this makes sense to me, at least. I feel like there's a strong connection with people. Like, if you're at the same show and you're all vibing to the same music, like, that, that's when you know, like, for me with my wife... Yeah, one of the early things is like going to some concerts and really loving the same music together at the same time. Like, there's something special about Bro, it. what? Why, 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 friend? If your wife, if you would have taken your wife to a crossfade show and she would have hated it, you still would have married her and had four kids with her. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's way out of my league. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, but she, I mean, this is a plus. But, but the one thing that I learned, because I actually, one of the early concerts that we went to is a band called Bastille. And uh, one of the one of the things that I learned early on that I love so much about her is that whether she likes it or not, she's great at faking it. There you go. Yeah. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So it's amazing to me how gullible some people are. And that's not just the average Joe that's consuming things online. There have been a whole lot of articles written by journalists. And journalists, in my opinion, have a responsibility to, you know, look into things, verify facts. That's the whole point of being a journalist is that you've vetted a lot of information before you put it out there for mass consumption. Uh huh. And I'll give you the example that I'm talking about because it is so obviously fake. I can't believe people actually ran with this story. I'm talking about that moron that decided that he was going to be a streaker at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And there's been more and more people that have come out and said there's just no way that this could possibly be real. So there was a couple of very obvious things that were said throughout all of this. One, that he made a $50,000 bet on a prop. So as somebody that has got many, many years of sports betting under my belt, many years of doing sports betting programming, talking to people that I would consider to be sports betting experts, and people that run sports books in Las Vegas, there is nobody that is going to accept a $50,000 wager on a prop. And especially from somebody that they don't know. Like, let's say it's some huge sports better that always is betting millions of dollars with them that they know that that person is legitimate, knows that that person doesn't have insider information. But even a sports bet that, like, let's just say Mattress Mac is one of the biggest gamblers yep. in the in the country, you know, even he, being a millionaire, could control and pay for somebody to run out, like a prop bet where you can control what the outcome is. Right, which is why with many of those prop bets, they limit how much they're going to take on it. So the idea that anyone would be able to wager $50,000 on a prop bet is ridiculous. And there's no sports book, at least any legal sports books in the in the U.S., that would take that. So already we got strike one right there. Like mm-hmm. that, that makes it seem totally fishy. And then he said that he actually gave the money to a friend of his who went and placed the bet at an unknown sports book. So it didn't say what sports book it was, but said it was in Las Vegas. Again, strike two, there's no way. Then you have to consider that this is a, just like you said a moment ago, Mahoney, that this is a prop bet that you could effectively control the entire outcome of. One person, all they have to do is jump onto the field, go running across it, and boom, you win the bet. So 
this idiot, let's say that all of this stuff was true. Let's say that it was an offshore sports book. Right. They took the $50,000 wager. But now you just outed yourself for doing this. And so, of course, they're not going to pay that out because you're the one who it's rigged fraud. the bet. It's At fraud. that point, yes. they could probably take you to court for that. Yeah. And the... Uh, the long and short of it is uh, there are rules and there are regulations in place that allow for that sort of thing. If you if you are cheating at something like this, which they may deem that to be cheating, you know, you're going to forfeit the money that you were due. I'm just saying to the reporters that took this story and ran with it and were publishing it, be better. It's do your homework. It's clear that these idiots have never placed a bet in their life. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. I can't remember which one of you guys is from Minnesota, but I was wondering, do you ever go back to Minnesota? Do you miss Minnesota? What do you love best about Minnesota? Message deleted. So here's what's funny about that is that me, Dave, I'm the one that's from Minnesota, but the one that goes back to Minnesota far more regularly is Mahoney. Yeah, my, uh, my <laughs> wife's family is from, uh, like, Minnetonka. Yeah, so, I mean, I was born in St. Paul. I lived in Minneapolis for about five years when I was a little kid, and then I moved up to the bustling metropolis, the mean streets of Brainerd, Minnesota, where I spent the rest of my time, about a decade up there, cutting my teeth. I mean, you went Fighting back. bears in the woods. Didn't you go back to Minnesota for the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. A couple years ago? Yeah, when, when, when the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis at U.S. Bank Stadium. Still a lifelong Vikings fan. I mean, I, I have a great affinity for Minnesota because I had a, a wonderful experience growing up there on a little lake called Gilbert Lake from 1985 to 1995. I mean, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't drive mind, like <laughs> July and August in Minnesota. Like, uh, I mean, I get it. I get it. Like if, Minnesota you, if you've made is it to the beautiful. point where you can yeah. you can live between the two places, <sighs> you are Bloody, that is that is the dream. Up. It really is, man. If I if I can afford to do that, like have a summer home and a winter home, I'm just gonna migrate like a duck. <laughs> Sign me up for that life, man. That sounds great. I can see you when you get older, like when the kids are out of the house. I could see you getting an RV. I've done the, the country. I, I've done the RV thing just once with the kids, yeah. and I love it. I love it because I've got something to do, which is drive. And you know, the America does not get enough credit for how beautiful it is in parts well, because there's so many i mean it's so big it's massive and we have i mean you're right anything you want like you think about beautiful places we've got it here in america i mean the the most beautiful place i've probably ever been in my entire life is the amalfi coast in italy mm-hmm. and greece but very close behind the amalfi coast is the pacific coast highway if you've never driven that i mean that is just stunning Big Sur, just these cliffs that just go straight down into the ocean. It is unbelievable. So you're right. Maybe, maybe that RV life is calling me, Mahoney. I can see it. Please leave a message after the tone. Yo, Jason and Mahoney, I know you're going to say I'm a hater. Get off this Swifty Taylor crap. They're nothing but fake, phony people who you think are just so cool and hot. Well, they're not. Mahoney. I'm a fellow St. Louisan, and if you don't like what I got to say, don't go back to St. Louis because you're not welcome there. Anyways, peace out. Message to Actually, I'm welcome there all the time. My family lives in Missouri still, so I spend a, quite a bit of time in Missouri visiting. You want to go them. there, though? 
Um, I mean, for food. <laughs> for food. Like, yeah, there's a there's a there's a roast beef place called Vine's Choice. Didn't like, it give I mean, you diarrhea the last time you ate it? Yeah, Violent diarrhea. But if let's I recall. not talk yeah. about yeah. that. It's still fine. It's an abusive relationship. I don't care. Um, <laughs> he still loves me. And also, man, like here's the thing: when it comes to music and it comes to like what people like, who cares what other people like? If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Like, wouldn't you rather have the the, the bros who love Nickelback? You know, aren't you happy that they have something they love and they're not like, you know, causing other hysteria or damage or whatever they're doing? And aren't you glad that the millions of tween girls and women who love Taylor Swift have something that they can focus on and like? Like, who cares what other people like? You do you, man. Can you imagine having so little going on in your life that you're mad about somebody talking about Taylor Swift? Like, it's young love between those two. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, they're a hot couple. It's like the people at school Dude, talking about the if prom If they released queen. a sex tape, it would break the world. Uh, I'd watch it. I don't know if I want to see, like, her in, like, cat cow position. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to see what she's got going. I just, nah, man, oh, she yeah. definitely arches yeah, her back in the wrong way. Did you see the movie Cats? <laughs> there you go. Which she no, started. I did not because it has, like, a star. It's funny because, you know, everything she does, like, she released that movie, you know, or her concert series, you know, whatever is it? six months ago and it made a zillion dollars at the box office but everybody forgets she was in cats i don't and that forget was one of the biggest it box haunts office my nightmares disasters of all time, of all time. Yeah. yeah no i recently because of all of her you know recent celebrity with the nfl people are really drudging up all of taylor and his also travis kelsey's embarrassing moments like him not being able to spell squirrel squirrel's hey, hard squirrel to spell is two r's there's a square L. There's a two L's. Is it S Q R E L? Yeah, that's that's. I don't fault him for that one. Bit. Is that that's how tricky. you spell squirrel? He was in college. He was he was paying. He was paying money to be taught in an institution specifically to educate you. Obviously, he wasn't going to classes. That's every D one athlete. So I'm really not knocking him for that. But <laughs> phones have spell check. <laughs> Literally, I have out. been I've been Figured alive as long as Spellcheck has been a part of your phone, and he <laughs> is about my age. So, like, straight up, you had Spellcheck. What'd you do? Sometimes Spellcheck does you dirty. Like my email Spellcheck doesn't like auto like doesn't oh, yeah. work unless I close it out. But this was and, a tweet. like Gmail. This was a tweet. No, but I mean, but even <laughs> still, though, doesn't always. It's, sometimes Spellcheck does you dirty. Why are if you the, coming to his if defense? Because I'm also a he bad speller. Like, he looks like he can't spell the word the. It, it would be really annoying if Travis Kelsey was a great speller. Yeah. That's no, on brand true. for him. Look at yes, Christian no. McCaffrey. He can, he's hot. He can play football well. He's got a hot he, wife. He, he can play the piano. He's, he's not, he's not, he's not banging a billionaire. billionaire. Yeah. That's a difference. Yeah, loser. Please leave a message. <laughs> you guys are so stupid for that. Oh, the deal about the aliens and the anal probing. That's only um, the human race. We're just sick animals. That's all there is to it. We're just sick, perverted animals. So that's what comes to mind. Relax. Everybody does it. I don't think truer words have ever been spoken about the human race. We are just sick, perverted animals. I mean, literally, all we are is hungry and horny. That's what I mean. That's what drives us. Just lean into it, man. Don't sit, don't sit here and fight it. Just go ahead and lean into it like this guy. Embrace who sounded it. like he was actually getting anally probed while he made that phone that call. That was mean. What? Did he sound like that? <laughs> no. No, you that's, can't not say a, that that's not a that, I mean, that sounds like a good time. I know, really. yeah. Some people pay for that on a Saturday night. Not me. <laughs> it's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So yesterday we had that big meeting. Uh, there was a client meeting of ours, but they had a theme to this event. And they said, you know, dress in Western gear. 
And so Mahoney decided that he was going to take that over the top, and he went shopping at a boot barn, and you dropped over $1,100 on new clothes. I think it was $1,140, I believe, is the total that I spent on my outfit. But I know that sounds ridiculous, and my wife asked me yesterday, we played a little game of over-under because she didn't hear how much I had spent. Was she mortified when she found out that you dropped um, $1,100 on an outfit? She thought it was closer to $2,000. She knows you so she well. Thought she I wear such she a thought donkey. I went a little harder on the boots uh-huh. and the hat that so I let's, did. So let's run down what you got. So you got a hat. I mean, it's the full outfit. You got the hat. You got mm-hmm. the jacket. You got the shirt. You got some jeans. You got a belt. You got a belt buckle with a big M on it just to let everyone know you're Mahoney. That's right. And then you got some cowboy boots. And I will say, Ronda DeSantis was onto something here, man. Like, you you walked in and told me you got the DeSantis lift and i was like you're not kidding man like you get that's a couple a couple of inches added to your already very manly stature six four six five plus a couple of inches added onto that and i'll tell you i had a cowboy hat and so then that was a big cowboy hat it was a big somebody dave told him yesterday he looked like a celebrity I mean, he did wear the sunglasses inside the entire, the entire time. The entire time. Never yeah. took them off. Not, not even for it's a look. Month. And I had the pinky ring. You guys always give me crap about not wearing my pinky ring. So the pinky nice ring and the gold chain you were all in- made an appearance. And what, you were so dramatic, and what by I, the way. It was our friend Nature. She said, you you look like you're, uh, you know, uh, you look famous. And I said, I am. <laughs> Oh, my God. And what's so funny is that he believes it in his chest. That's right. Huge I mean, celebrity. I, I'm like, I am I very so famous. I was so mortified yeah. he said that. I was like, I'm Ugh. quickly walking away. I was like, oh, my God. Need you didn't think that was funny? I thought that was quick. I thought I, thought I was on No, I thought but I, was I mean, like, point. she doesn't know us well enough to know that you were kidding. So I feel like she thought that you were being oh, serious. Anybody who listens to the show knows I'm very she famous. She ain't listening. Yeah. <laughs> She's got taste. She's a respectable young lady. Uh, but, you know, I, I will say, I have never worn cowboy boots before, like, ever in my life. This is, the, like, in 42 years. Were they uncomfortable? Because, same, I don't think I've ever worn cowboy boots. uncomfortable. They It was, and again, like, I've heard horror stories, like, especially from Audrey about wearing uh, cowboy boots that, like, destroy your feet. Yes. And these did not rub my feet in any way. Oh, really? Good. It was just different walking, well, driving first and foremost with a heel. Yeah. And so, like, and then walking with a heel, but it put me up a good two more inches, plus the hat, I think, put me up a good four more inches. He was, like, ducking as we were walking through doorways. I was like, okay, you're tall, but, Unnecessarily like, ducking. It's not a... I... And I, and, and I will say... I was like, okay, settle down there. I want to say... This uh, door is made for normal-sized people. <laughs> I want to say... me. I want to say uh, a special thank you to my, uh, my boot barn... Uh, personal stylist yeah shelly ray shelly ray she spent 90 minutes with me and putting that outfit together what an investment and not only did this outfit look great and obviously intimidated people uh but you won the contest i because there was a contest going on for well, best dressed western well dave i didn't t- tell you this in the text it was like a three-way tie what i mean i think they were just being nice to the, to other, the other people, people because my outfit clearly was the best and I was the tallest. And I feel like, you know, the taller you that are, the, the more the that more you get noticed more. And I will say, I have never felt like I needed to be taller. I always thought six foot four, six foot five was the perfect height. Now you feel like... Now, are, I, now are I'm you, walking around in my Nikes. Yeah. I feel short. Yeah, like, you, I feel like less of a man now walking around. You get your calves broken and get your legs extended, bro. I've got the boots sure. and I've got the hat in my <laughs> you just car. Just in wearing- case. I, are you just going to start wearing the I, hat and the boots with your, like, zip-up I, I really man. like it. 
I, I really like being good look that much you. taller. Uh huh. I did not think that it was a bad look. Again, we posted it up on our socials at David Mahoney. You can check it out there. Everybody was vibing with it. Your wife loved it. I mean, some of my girlfriends were even messaging and they're like, oh, responding really? to your really? wife, Dave, who your wife said he looked good in the comments, too. I mean, he did. It my was a vibe. My girlfriends were co signing. I mean, yeah. it looks great. I mean, Dave, maybe you, uh, maybe you get a Our boss hat. loved it. <laughs> well, also, if I get fired from here, I, the, the one format that I thought I could never. Never, ever, ever get a job in. Giddy up, buddy. Was country music because like, I'm not a country music, like a new country music fan at all. Right. But after like the clothes, I'm oh, like, yeah. I get like, I get those Being anime cosplay. conventions. Co- I get the nerd, the comic cons and all that. Like I loved pretending to be a co- like, like a rich cowboy for at least a couple hours yesterday. You are basically Beyonce. <laughs> Just pretending to be Facts. country. Facts. This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So I was a big fan of Ray Donovan back in the day when that was a hit show on Showtime, and there's now going to be a Ray Donovan spinoff. And interestingly, this is another show that is going to be run by Guy Ritchie. So Guy Ritchie seems like he is really transitioning into you know, doing a lot of work in episodic form because Guy Ritchie has primarily been known as a movie director, but he is going to direct and executive produce the spinoff of the Showtime series Ray Donovan, the new show titled... The Donovans. Uh-huh. Good name. Uh, consists of 10 episodes and be set in Europe, specifically in London, focused on a family of fixers. And I am all about this. I mean, I loved, again, the whole Ray Donovan premise of him being a fixer for all of these stars. And, uh, you know, the fact that this is going to be in London feels very on brand for Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Like this, I mean, big-name director great. who's taking over a big-name franchise. I-, I think if you were to ask me to pick a director for Ray Donovan or somebody, you know, to be an executive producer slash director. Guy Ritchie makes the most sense. Like his show, The Gentleman also, or his movie, The Gentleman, I has a lot, had a lot of Ray Donovan vibes. A lot of his movies have that kind of action pack to it. And so I think this is going to be a really good uh, combination uh, because Liev Shriver, you know, maybe one of the best actors of a generation who doesn't get the kind of credit that he deserves because he can play... You know, we remember we saw him in Spotlight playing the yeah. editor of the boss. Was it the Boston Globe or whatever yep. it was? Yep. You know, in a very serious subject matter. Or that we see him play uh, Sabretooth in the X Men movies, or you know, one of the baddest dudes in television with Ray Donovan. And he's also, I don't know if you know this, the the voice talent for Hard Knocks. Yes, on HBO. Like if you're ever watching the Hard Knocks that shows football teams. He does the voice work for that because he was a cornerback or something like that and is a huge football fan. But good for him, man. Like, yep. Love the fact there's a spinoff here. I don't know if Guy Ritchie's going to become the next Taylor Sheridan, but we'll be interesting to I see mean, whether or not. I think Guy Ritchie may be a bigger name than Taylor Sheridan. I, would, I wouldn't disagree. Right now? And I think that a lot of people that are big names are seeing what Taylor Sheridan has done. Oh, yeah. And they're going, wait a second. Can I, can I have that same sort of thing? Uh, they're saying that the Donovans will uh, stream on Paramount Plus before the end of the year. And it's interesting to kind of think about that because used to be the the top tier of Hollywood. Yep. The A-list of the A-list, the upper echelon. It was it was movies. movies it was cinema. For sure. But you think where the money is being made now and what people are consuming in, it's, episodic, con- it's, it's episodic content. And now we're talking about the box office struggling with even the the biggest movies ever. You know, like Dune's supposed to open with $80 million, where that would be considered a flop 
five years ago. You know what's so funny, too, is that every time I look at a movie and I go, that's only an hour and a half long, that's a show. That's a show. Yeah. yeah. And then, then you start thinking about it the other way. You're like, hang on, this series is basically 10 movies back to back to back. Like, oh, that's yeah. impressive. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of great shows, a uh, huge loss for the uh, people behind Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, Richard Lewis passed away at 76 years old, so he died of a heart attack at his home in Los Angeles. Uh, he'd been publicly battling Parkinson's disease. Uh, and, you know, him. he played Larry David's best friend yeah. on the show, but him and Larry David were actually incredibly tight. Larry David put out a statement, uh, said, Richard and I were born three days apart in the same hospital, and for most of my life, He's been like a brother to me. He had that rare combination of being the funniest person and also the sweetest. But today he made me sob. And for that, I'll never forgive him, which is so on brand for Larry David. But the fact that just this past weekend on Curb Your Enthusiasm, he was talking, Richard Lewis was in that episode about dying and how he was going to give everything to Larry David in his will. And Larry was, of course, saying he didn't want it and it turned into this huge fight and everything else. But what timing for that episode to air. And, uh, you know, Richard Lewis even though he was battling Parkinson's, seemed like he lived a great full life all the way up until the very I end. I mean, one of the best comedic actors, you know, the fact that his work with Curb, you know, I was so happy to see that he was back this season yep. for the final season of Curb just because him and Larry's relationship is just so good. And you could see that improv and you could see just how funny yep. those two are together. And even thinking back to when I was just like a, a little kid growing up, you know, Richard Lewis was one of my favorites because... Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, oh, know, the, yeah. Mel, the Mel Brooks movie yeah. where he played uh, uh, was Prince John and just absolutely murdered that role and just, you know, have been a fan since I was a little kid and, you know, a, a truly great comedian who will be missed. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. So we had that client event yesterday that we all went to. Had a great time, but it was running a little bit behind schedule as those events tend to do, you know? There's a whole bunch of people in the room. Everyone takes a little while to get settled, and it got started a little bit Everybody's later. talking, having a good time. That's just the nature of things like that. And also, I hate a hard start. Well, oh, pff, gross. And I, you know, I think it was, it was also, actually a really good Audrey thing. and I were running like five minutes behind. Oh, yeah. I, I got lost three times, man. Audrey got lost three times, which is really, in, in its own way, incredible. I was very proud of myself. A lot of construction. A lot of construction. Yeah, sure. road signs that were leading you not the correct way. And Mahoney also like hit basically every red light on the on the way there. But you guys both made it in plenty of time we did. because, like I said, it was a soft start or whatever, and got started a little bit a little bit later than I expected mm-hmm. it to. And they they had sent a schedule of like when things were going to start and end and all of that stuff. And I thought that I had plenty of time, but yesterday was actually a really big day for my oldest daughter, Sienna. She's eight years old. She had her cheer competition. So this is the end of the season for them. They've been building up to this moment. Last week, I went to a thing that was just for the parents to, like, see the routine that they did. And this is through school? And this is through school, but against a whole bunch of other schools. Yeah, so it's like regionals or whatever it may be, right? And so it's, like it, that? it's actually at a high school that's down the road from our house. Uh-huh. And um, there's multiple schools that are there. The kids were out there all day. I mean, they basically started at like 2 o'clock and didn't get done until 7 o'clock. Wow. But there was multiple teams that were out there. Like, the stands were completely full. Like, there was a huge amount of people out there supporting these girls that were doing the cheerleading competition, which was really sweet. But I leave this event, and I have to leave early because 
Luckily, Audrey and I were there to be the responsible ones and, uh, you know, represent uh, our company and our show. Well, I don't know if you guys ever do this where you're looking at the clock and you know, like, you're trying to do the math in your head of how long it's going to take you because I was about 30 minutes away from Mm -hmm. where this event was happening to where I had to get. Uh And my wife is texting me while I'm at this event, and it's 4.42 p.m., and she goes, hey, the event starts at 5, and I go, oh, Oh no! Oh my God! And the and so, our event that we were at didn't start till like four thirty. Right, and so we're not that far into the event, and so like I don't really want to leave, but I know I'm doing the math in my head. I have to leave because not only do I have to get to this school where this is happening, I have a friend that's flown into town that is going to meet me at my house. I have to swing by, pick him up there, ah. and then go to the school. And so the you entire made your time, friend watch. He was into it. He's he's a good friend. He's like, I've never been to a cheerleading competition before. I don't know if I'll ever go to one again, but he's like, I want to support CNN. That's so sweet. That's how you got good people in your corner. Yeah, man. Uh, So, so yeah, me and my grown-ass man friend that I'm bringing to a cheerleading competition. For eight-year-olds. That you have to to carpool together in. But I am stressed, and I am speeding, and all that I can imagine is... Sienna out there doing her little cheer and looking up into the stands and dad's not there. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, do you remember the movie Hook where it basically was illustrating how horrible of a father he was when he's at the work event, leaves that, and then shows up at the baseball field, putting his hat on, going running up over the hill, and the field's totally empty and he's not there? Well, I do remember the part in Hook where uh, Robin Williams... Peter Pan was Mm -hmm. supposed to be, you know, like saving his children and he was too scared to. And they said, mom could do this. So it could have been the same scenario. Mom would have been here, dad. That movie had such an impact on me as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I fully bought into the fact that Robin Williams was a horrible father because when his son turned around at the plate to see if dad was in the stands, he wasn't wasn't there. there. But you were there. You showed up. And I made it by three minutes. So I'm I'm sitting here texting my wife as I'm stopped at stoplights. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to park in a handicapped spot. I'm going to do it <laughs> if I need to. I've Aww. got to get in there. And I pulled up. And luckily, there was a spot that I could park in that was not a handicapped spot. Parked in it. Ran. Literally ran across the parking lot with my with my buddy, Matt. <laughs> We're both just booking it across this parking but lot. But did that embarrass you? Because he's kind of like, he's a like a runner, right? Like, he's a little, no. he's like in better shape. So, no. he probably got there first. So, he probably what, saw. What do you mean? What so do you mean she, he's in better she, shape? You know what? that. Don't, I mean, don't I deny do that. I do know that. But why would you say <laughs> so that? So, what I'm saying he's is got, that she probably wow. saw him first and was like, that's really dad. Oh, that's my that's gonna be my new dad. <laughs> he's Look got at a bad him actually showing up for me. He's got a bad knee, right? Yeah, he's got a bad yeah. knee. Oh, Tennis. so there was a little bit of a limp. So, okay. so Dave's got the so, advantage. So I got him there. <laughs> that just feels like an unnecessary detail that you had to talk about my friend's abs when I'm telling you this very vulnerable story about so being you a made nervous it there. father. So Sienna you, saw you. No, well, well, we don't know that yet, Dave. So you made it there. Three minutes to spare. <laughs> did in fact did your daughter look into the stands and see you? She did, and she was so excited. She did. Okay, she, I was. Gonna, I was. Ho- I was really hoping. Kisses, yeah. I was really hoping she was just going to be focused on her thing and not give one damn if you were there or not. <laughs> be with her girlfriend. Back in the house later. She's like, "Hey, thanks for coming, Uncle Matt. Appreciate you being there." <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. I would say this is a pretty unique take from you, Mahoney. Uh, You just said a moment ago that we need, quote, 
more neglect from parents of their kids. Dave, you left an event we were doing early yesterday so you could make it to your daughter's cheer competition. Mm -hmm. Be a good dad. You were worried. You were speeding. All of these things. I didn't say I was speeding. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I was speeding. speeding. You were speeding. (laughs) For sure. As fast as I could possibly go. I was mad when the people weren't speeding enough. Yes. There's nothing worse than when you're not speeding enough. You're you're like, hey, hey. hey." I get that you're speeding as well, but you're not speeding enough, sir. Uh I am in a rush. Move. So... One of the comments that I made was, I think that there needs to be a little bit more neglect because, hear me out, I'm not saying abuse, I'm saying neglect Uh or just ignorance. Like, why do you as a parent have to be interested in your kid's um, You're such a dirtbag. No, but I, no, no, but I kids, get what he's saying. Like, I get like what he's saying. Their interests. Like, my parents weren't really interested in my interests, and I am 100% It's okay to okay be an individual. But I feel like if you get so much attention and so much, like, praise heaped upon you, you're not going to turn out to be funny or well-adjusted <laughs> or a hard worker. Uh, Jen in the chat said, I purposely neglect my child for character development. Gen X shouldn't be the last generation to benefit from parent neglect. So I think that (laughs) we're, jokes aside, though, I think maybe it's not the word neglect because you are the husband of a principal and I'm sure that you have a lot of stories that you probably don't want to share at this very moment, but maybe that'll come out later in time. But from helicopter parents, right? Oh, sure. You know, oh, that, I yeah. mean, people who they are just like- They didn't call them that anymore, they're, Audrey. They're, that was your they generation. Them? They're called bulldozer parents now. Oh, god! It's no longer helicopter parents. Because it at least helicopters bull- are hovering above. Yes. Bulldozer parents are all Clearing up in your business. Clearing the way. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of sad because there really is no individualism, I feel like, anymore. Um, and- I don't know. I don't know if neglect is the right word, but I see what you're, I see the point you're trying to make. You don't have to be like super interested in everything that your kids are doing. And I think that's actually healthy to an extent because it gives a kid and you, like I'm I'm talking about myself. And for the parents, But it gives you an identity of your own. Like when you were a bulldozer parent, like you don't know how to face, uh, you know, if you're a kid, you don't know how to face adversity if somebody else is handling all of your problems for you. I will say this about, like, I had, it, growing up, you know, being an only child. Also, we don't mom, have kids. No. <laughs> Molly and I don't have kids, and we have this but, perspective. So take but, that, take this with a grain of salt. But growing yeah, up. I, I wouldn't say it's unanimous on the show here that you should be, neglect your kids. That's what I'm saying. But no, listen, neglect me isn't out. the right word. Neglect's not the right word. Ignore. But no, hear me not out even ignore. I mean, just give your, give your kids their own personality, and you continue to be your own person, too. Because there's so many people who want their kids to be them. Like they're yeah. raising their kids to be mini See, versions I, of them. I'm the opposite. I want them to be very different because I know how awful I am. And so let's just shift away from what, See, what I've done. I, I think <laughs> and, and another, the nurturing, the over nurturing, I think uh, I'll, I'll say that as maybe not neglect, but the over nurturing. Like if you don't make mistakes, like I think some of the best things That's that my it, parents mommy. did is they let me make stupid mistakes. Go outside and my, play for hours. In my and life <laughs> and in, into my teenage and adult years that because you sense. learn from that. Like you don't learn like real stuff if you don't like experience it. And if, if, if all of my problems were magically taken care of, I feel like I would be an even bigger ball of mush than I already am. Going back to the chat here, uh, Solar said my mom couldn't name my favorite color, let alone anything else. Hashtag Gen X. Can you name your mom's favorite color though? Right? Who cares about 
your favorite See, color. See, but that's what I'm, I can't that's even what name I'm my own getting at. Color. So, but I think that that's kind of exactly our point, Mahoney, is that kids feel like they are supposed to be the center of our parents' universe. And it took me a very long time and a lot of therapy for me to understand that my parents are their own They're individual people, people yes. who are trying to figure it out as well. So my mom actually went through our group chat and asked every every kid what her favorite flower is, kind of back to this color. I knew it, and my brother and my sister did not. And we lived two completely different lives because they were babied, and they were not who I was. I was the trial child. I'm the oldest trial child accidental uh, baby. That was the product of LITs, okay? (laughs) Like, my parents (laughs) had no clue what was going on. So I think it's just different. Like, you have to kind of give and take in that, and I think that over-nurturing is what it is. It's it's not neglect. Struggle leads to being funny, man. It really does. For sure it does. There's there's no well-adjusted comedians out there. Uh, Troy joining us. What's up, Troy? Hello. I just wanted to say that uh, it's not necessarily for the parents. It's more for the child and something they will remember for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I was one of those kids that uh, my parents never showed up to anything, so I tried to be at my son's as much as I possibly can. But see, you're a good dad, and I bet you're funny, aren't you? Not so much. <laughs> so so our study our is not yeah. <laughs> So, but I mean, I get, I get what you're saying whenever you're like, you need to show up. I don't think showing up is is the point. I, you obviously, you know, remember whenever you look into the crowd and see your parent. But I also will say that like, there's nothing wrong with being a parent who's so busy because you're trying to work to provide for your kid. And if you don't show up, that's not going to be the right. end all be all for your kid. I don't mean to laugh at everyone's trauma here, but Andy said my mom's favorite color was shut the F up. And then <laughs> Beauty and the Beatdown said my dad called me on my 20th birthday and wished me happy 21st birthday. <laughs> I said he was wrong, and he said, are you sure? This is Dave and Mahoney. I got a message for you. Leave a message for the Dave and Mahoney Show anytime by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Did you get that? Please leave a message after the tone. Audrey, did you say Alaska was an island? Message deleted. (laughs) Yeah, so that's actually a real thing. Like, I wish I was joking because it's quite embarrassing that I thought that up until I, I was maybe 29. So if you look at the map, that is in every elementary school, and this is not me advocating for <laughs> what I was taught. Um, but if you look at the map, <laughs> it's literally floating by Hawaii. I did not think so, that Hawaii and Alaska were next to each other. If I just thought a, that the island was like an mm-hmm. island quadrant on yeah. the map. If there, saying, these are islands. If there is a, like a map exclusively of the United States, many times what Audrey is talking about is they'll just eliminate Mexico and South America entirely and they'll take and Canada and Canada and they'll take you know Hawaii like you said and Alaska and put them south of the United States on the map I did not think that that's where they existed I thought it was just right. our little island quadrant on the map again um, and my well, sister believed this as well Audrey, Alaska is very much attached you're, to Canada <laughs> but, but you're I not, didn't know that you, you're not wrong though uh, Alaska is made up of islands though it does have islands thank the, you it's Mahoney. got an uh, archipelago <laughs> You know, that leads towards Russia. Stop it. Would you stop this? (laughs) They used to be connected. There's a lot lot of islands. Remember, like, Pitbull played at a Walmart at one of those islands in 
uh, Alaska. I'm sorry. Did you say Pitbull played? Yeah, at Mr. A Worldwide played at a Walmart in Alaska on an uh, an island in Alaska. Yeah, he did a. Uh, there was a contest to like I'll play anywhere in the world because he's Mr. Worldwide. I see. Hilarious. And the internet got together and they found the hardest place in the world, or at least in America, to get to. Why? Are, and why, it was a little island, I believe. Why is the Walmart. internet just loaded with people that are just such dicks? Like, I love it. I'm and he wins. <laughs> and, and, but Pitbull went, which is yeah, Mr. Worldwide. Respect. He went there with gloves. I bet that he wore all white, too. All white, for sure he like did. A, like a furry, like, little jacket puff. I don't know. Got mauled to death by a polar bear while he's up there. He's dead now. No, that's, polar that's bears aren't in Alaska, are they? They are. Yeah, that's where they drink their Coca-Cola Do I know Christmas. anything about Alaska, you I ask don't. <laughs> Did you know you get a stipend? Uh, they pay you to live in Alaska. You get an oil stipend every year. Interesting. Did not know that. My pure knowledge on Alaska is really everything that I have learned from the show alone. Audrey, our boss, <laughs> our program director, he, he lived worked there. in and lived in Alaska for many years. You should probably meet with him and get I all your Alaska questions answered. You know, I went to school. A couple mm. schools mm-hmm. for quite some time. Yeah. I don't know why I'm moving my hand around like Donald Trump right now, so I'm going to stop Went that. Went to a lot of schools. It was great. <laughs> Went to a lot of schools. Went to a lot of schools. Many it's schools for many years. Eight billions Beautiful of schools. dollars. Beautiful schools. Beautiful schools. Beautiful cities. <laughs> <laughs> why was I doing that? God, I, I watch too many Trump memes. So, <laughs> um... I don't need him knowing that I'm an absolutely an absolute <laughs> idiot. That the, the piece of paper from the University of Kentucky means really nothing if I graduated <laughs> there and then for years after still thought Alaska was an island. Mm. I'm trying, man. I'm still, learning we're every still day. Still learning every day. It does, you know. I, I didn't I know did about the pitbull thing until today. So there you go. See, the more, more you know. know, new knowledge. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, I'm just curious, especially for Mahoney. Have you ever won the McDonald's lottery? Uh, what I mean by that is when you go in and order, this is what happened to me, order a double cheeseburger, a drink, and fries. They hand me a bag that's way too big and way too heavy. So I just take it and drive off. Message deleted. <laughs> I've uh, I've never had that happen to me personally at a McDonald's, <laughs> but I've had one of my friends worked at a Jack in a Box, and he worked the drive-through, and we would we knew when he was working, and so we would roll in there, and then we would make a uh, we would give him like the uh, little sounder, a uh-huh. little uh, you know, it was uh, I'll, I'll let you in on what it was. It yeah. <laughs> we throw that in there, and then we would have. He would throw in like a thousand Jack in the Box tacos, oh, that's, that's and it was absolutely glorious. And that's why it's like I was. That I feel like that's where my relationship with food started to become unhealthy. Is that that because I didn't think I could gain weight back then? Do you still get like uh, a Somebody little bit of a like, uh, like? Yeah, I was gonna say some not your own accountability doesn't uh-uh. matter here. Mm-hmm. Um, do you still feel? Um, some sort of tinge of like, oh, I need to get some fast food whenever you hear, kind of like Pavlov's dog. Yes. Whenever you when hear this guy just who. called about McDonald's. Dude, I know there's people out there who like will never eat fast food. Some people, like we had people call in like, what, two days ago who were like, I haven't eaten a fast food place since 2006. Our, our sweet sales girl yesterday, whenever we were at our event, she had one single cute little chicken tender on a plate with ketchup on it and she goes I don't normally eat fried food and I think Mahoney and I looked at each other and was like must be nice I'm, I'm, I was raised on oil yes, like, see, <laughs> my like, teenage Lord. years I like that all this balances out though because you say that there's like people that call up like the other day we had the guy who's like I haven't eaten fast uh-huh. food since 2006 but then simultaneously we just had that voicemail from the actual hamburglar <laughs> <laughs> Dave and Mahoney uh, you're listening to the Dave and Mahoney show Dave and Mahoney present Lazy Bones Mahomes. 
Okay, James, I have a question for you before we get going today. Do you think that Mahoney is lazy or efficient? I think he's efficient. You think he's efficient? This too? is a man who I knows. He, he works it well. Yeah. This is a man who knows. He? A man of style, taste, dignity, mm-hmm. and uh, I could just tell through the phone. He's handsome. Okay. So, James. And, gonna, a, great, and a great lover. I'm going <laughs> to. Great lover. Okay. Great lover. That's a compliment, sir. I'm going right. to give you three things. <laughs> you said, hell yeah. Said, All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you three things that Mahoney has done behind the scenes, and only one of them is a lie. Now, I don't know the truth yet. Audrey doesn't know the truth, so we're all in the dark. Only Mahoney has the answer here, but we're all trying to figure this out together. Dave, this is not laziness. Many years ago, when I was hiking and backpacking the Appalachian Trail, I came across a, a wise man who said, young man, in my day, if I've learned anything, work smarter, not harder. And after that day on the Appalachian Trail, Dave, I have vowed to work only smarter and never harder. Interesting. That wise man, what was he doing on the Appalachian Trail? Do you know? Smoking Just by meth. himself? <laughs> Running drugs. Running drugs. Running drugs. <laughs> he was a bootlegger. It's opioids, just straight up there, straight to the coal miners. Mill. A lot of pills. <laughs> a lot right. of pills. I mean, and they were great. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, I went back numerous times. Yes. <laughs> give, me, give me more advice. All right, here we go. The first one, and this is uh, Lazy Bones Mahone's Towing the Line Edition, is what Mahone's <laughs> wife called it. Fact number one about Mahoney behind the scenes. Let's face it, grooming has never been a priority for Mahoney, said his wife. He washes himself fairly frequently, but manscaping and grooming are not his focus. This, unfortunately, includes trimming his toenails. Oh, I hate that. That's such an ick. Yeah, I don't think he's trimmed them since around Thanksgiving. No, seriously. And thus, they've gotten a bit long and sharp. On a recent walk, his toenails began cutting into his other toes, and his socks began to get soaked with blood. He sat down on the curb and asked me to walk home and then get the car and come pick him up, which I did. And he had zero shame about any part of this incident. First off, I don't know if my wife knows what manscaping is. Because I keep it high and tight. Okay. Good good to know that you take care of that and only that. You know... I made another vow that I try to stick to that I don't like to bend over, and that does keep my toenails mm. from getting they clipped get on. Go get a pedicure. Well, I, no, I mean, they're not so long that I'm not unable to walk most of the time, but when you're breaking in a new pair of shoes, I see. it really was an unfortunate uh, incident. And uh, I don't just, know. These things Audrey, I want you, and, and you too, James, since you're over here talking about how efficient Mahoney is, I just want you to imagine for a moment, Mahoney, Sitting on the curb in his neighborhood, sheepishly waiting for his wife to go get well, the rescue Rav Four to pick him like up. His feet just like clicking together. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> his long limbs just out sprawled. Dave, am I going to ask my wife? You know, I could have asked my wife to carry me, uh, but that wouldn't yeah. have been as efficient. Her going home, getting the Rav, carry and, you, and picking me up is much more efficient than carrying me. This is why you don't go hiking. She could have too. She's strong. With uh, somebody you can't carry. On to number two. Once we got home and showered, he trimmed his bothersome toenails to reduce pain during future walks. The problem is, he only cut the toenails on the foot that was bothering him. That's so real. And he left the toenails on the other foot long. As you can imagine, the same issue with the bloody socks happened again a few days later with the same outcome. Me walking home by myself to get my car to come pick him up. So real. He still hasn't trimmed them. You can check. I will pass. Thank oh, you. my gosh. That is the most real thing you I've want, ever heard. You want, you want to see these nails? No, I do not. You want me to take off no, my shoe? I do not. I will. Right now, also, let me just point this out. Okay, like, I'm curious. Her, I see it, yeah. her walking home 
by herself in our neighbor in our gated neighborhood. Dolly's taking off his shoes. He's really okay. taking them off. Okay, they're actually not as bad as I thought. Okay. Also, I, I bet you just pointed. I can't. He pointed, you point his them toes like a ballerina. Like a ballerina. <laughs> I will say, actually, okay, I really well, like doing the show. F- like, like, ooh, sockless. Can we do? Uh, no. We can we do us. feet have looked worse. I'm actually really shocked. I've seen your feet during the pandemic, where that actually looked like a corpse foot. I think this is progress. Okay. All right. So not as bad as Audrey expected somehow. But he also is not showing me the left foot. He's only showing the right foot. <laughs> That's the trimmed one, right? All right. So here we go. The uh, the, the last fact here about Mahoney is Mahoney does on. trim his fingernails more frequently than his toenails, which I do appreciate. This past week, <laughs> this, oh God. this past weekend, he trimmed his talons in the bathroom, and little did I know that he threw the discarded jagged little nails right onto the tile floor of our bathroom. I wow. found said nails with my bare feet as I walked through the bathroom in the dark, like I was. <laughs> I thought maybe a scorpion was stinging me, but upon turning on the lights. <laughs> I saw that I'd walk through his fingernail shrapnel. I stood in disbelief staring at Mahoney, who was very relaxed in the bed, who said, baby, I thought you vacuumed the floors on the weekends. I want to believe that that's a lie because I don't think that he would do that to his wife. Ah, man, this one's really tough. So before you make your guess, James, I'll give you my perspective. And I think... I think that part of the second one is a lie because that's normally how this works. Like, there's so much truth to all of this that we really have to boil it down. I think that if the second one is true, that your wife would have refused to drive you back home. I don't think that she would have walked home, gotten the car, driven over, and loaded you into the car and driven you home. Dave. After you should have learned your lesson or just trimmed your toenails. For those of you who don't know, um, this has actually happened to Mahoney before where his wife has had to pick him up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was that was because you were drunk that one time, though. I mean, I was overserved. Yeah, it's not your fault. Not my so fault. So I don't feel like this is out of her character, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. She does tend to save the day a lot. All right, so, Audrey, do you have a guess as to which one is not real? Because two out of the three are real. Can you remind me of the first one? It's been so long. The first one was the first time that he was out walking and he had the toe cut. And then the second time. Oh, that was, one's for sure real. Yeah, for sure that's real. Um, and then I just want to believe that the third is uh, is fake, but I, f- I, I'm gonna go with the third one being fake, being real too. So I you're think going number two. I'm, is I'm fake? going with number two, like you are. All right. I don't know what it is about that one that's making me lean towards Sorry. it, but I just, for whatever reason, I feel like there is some truth to Mahoney believing that his wife was going to take care of his fingernails being on the ground. Okay. I will say this first and foremost. I didn't intentionally leave those toenails on the floor. They were, there was shrapnel and it, uh, since my toenails are the same color as our tile, I see. it blended yeah. in to the tile oh, and uh, yeah. on the not, floor. Once but, again, not your fault. And I will say this. You are correct. Number one, but James hasn't even is, guessed well, yet. But I, you, you you nailed it on the head. Number one, absolutely true. That's because number one has to be true in order for number two to be true. So number one obviously was real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but James, ultimately, this comes down to you making your final decision. Do you think that number two, the second pickup, is fake, or it is fake that Mahoney threw his toenails and fingernails onto the bathroom floor and then proclaimed that it is his wife's fault because she should have vacuumed on the weekend? like she normally does. I believe number two is true. And I'm going to go with number three not being so true. Okay. Mahoney? James. Yes, sir. You, sir. Are correct! Wow. Mother's going to 
She did pick me up a second time. That is incredible. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Oh, my God. Would these people shut up? Dave and Mahoney. When you're looking for love. Hey, baby, you want Then all the wrong places. You want to see what a mistake looks like? It's the missed connection inspection on Dave and Mahoney. You know, everyone's looking for love in their own special way, and some people take it to Craigslist. And this is entitled True Love at Walmart, Mahoney. Dave, many years ago, oh, God. when we were young men, Here we go. and we were in our rich friend's dad's wood bladen basement. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. We made wood. a promise <laughs> to the weirdos, the freaks, the scumbags out there that we would help these freaks fly their flags as high as they possibly can when we put our hands on a stack of Playboys, penthouses, and hustlers. And we hope. That these people would one day find love. Okay, wrap it up. Uh, (laughs) So these are people that had some sort of encounter with somebody out in public, and they want more, so they've taken it to Craigslist. And this first one is Walmart slash Harbor Fright Rainy Day. I think they meant freight, but they spelled it fright. It's uh, it's a man for a woman. 5'7", blonde, wearing a dark dad pop hat low. You had on a light sweater and some black yoga pants. You were walking on the plaza sidewalk past Harbor Freight at Walmart. All I know is you made the chemicals in my body have some sort of wonderful reaction that made me freeze. Who are you and what path do you walk in life? That ending is weird. Yeah. I mean, the like, whole thing's weird, but the ending is like, stop. Don't ask me what path I'm walking. I'm, I'm clearly, know. if I'm walking in front of a Walmart. It's not like, going great. Things aren't great right great. now. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm not where I want to be. No. I'm outside of the freight deck at a Walmart. This next one is looking for my manicures. This is a man for a woman. Manicure's name is Moon, in all caps. Moon was working in the nail salon at Walmart on the Cotter in Charleston. <laughs> Got it. We lost contact. She changed her place of work. If anyone knows her, please ask her to contact me. She remembers me as landscape hand man. Thank you, Andy. This well, feels racist. I, this feels racist. This doesn't... Uh, I don't know if we would go that far. Landscape man hand? <laughs> I, would, I would say, though, but this doesn't feel especially creepy to me because we all know that the relationship that people have with their nail people oh, is yeah. very... I don't ever give up on mine. Like, I'm I mean, so I feel like most... There's a lot of women who get their nails done who talk to their nail techs more than they talk to their families. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, do I trauma dump. So this next one... This, so uh, this, if you know where Moon is, please... Mr. Have Landscape reach out to Andy. Man. Yes. Yeah, he, Mr. Landscape Hands needs <laughs> to find, uh, you know, his lady. This one's entitled Coolidge Walmart. This is a man for a woman. I'm looking for the cute, small-statured brunette that laughed at me after I almost ran over her friend on Sunday the 7th. I think you guys left in a Pontiac four-door. <laughs> okay. What Pontiac? What, an Aztec? Like, well, I mean, trying to think of, like, what Pontiacs have four doors? Because the GTOs don't. There were some Pontiac sedans Oh, I guess the Grand the Am yeah. does. Yeah, the Grand Am. But do yeah. they even make the Grand Am anymore? No, they don't make Pontiacs anymore, man. When was the last time they made a Pontiac? <laughs> Why would anyone buy a Pontiac? Because the Sunfire was a two-door. The Sunfire slap. And if you had a red Sunfire Ooh, with a convertible top, really? you knew you were a hot-ass ratchet chick. And finally, piggy bank girl at Walmart. Man, for woman, you were there and you looked like you were in your jammies. You smiled at me. I complimented you and asked you how your day was. But I don't think you heard me because you were using the coin machine and it was loud. You even had pigtails, and they were a bit uneven, which make for great handles, LOL. Bro. If you see this, I'll be taking my change to the same Walmart on Saturday at 3 p.m. If I see you, I will know that it's on. How much change do you have 
in a week where you are continuously going to the changed Coinstar machine at a Walmart on a regular basis. Where are you getting all this change from? Too many coins. You don't need that many coins. Where are you getting these coins from? This is Dave and Mahoney. New message. Call the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail. 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Please leave a message after the tone. I like to use big words. Sometimes I don't always know what they mean, but I think it makes me sound more bituminous. Message deleted. What? Let me look that Did, up. Bituminous. Bicurious? Bicurious, yeah. It does I mean, make you, you do s- you, boy. Yeah, man. <laughs> boy? Boy. <laughs> you do you, boy. <laughs> what happened there, I man? don't know. <laughs> my throat's a little sore, and that's just the sound that came Is out that of my because mouth. because you were a little bicurious? <laughs> boy. <laughs> it's, I don't know if I had spelled it wrong, but... It is just mineral. That just is a mineral. See, that's the beauty of, of big words. Bitumen. Bitumen. You, you can just throw them out there, and like eighty percent of people have no idea that you're making up a word. I, I generally like. I find uh, I, I find Dennis Miller to be very funny, but I only know about half the stuff he's saying. <laughs> I'm glad you admitted that because me too. <laughs> the stuff I understand, I think is funny. Yeah, the other yeah. stuff, I'll just like I'll, I'll, I'll get like fake laugh. In, in my head, I'm like, I bet that was funny. Do you guys watch TV in closed caption? Sometimes no. if it's a, if it's a, like, even if it's in English, but if it's like a foreign English, like if it's the UK or like Irish, you know, if it's an Irish set in Ireland or okay. something like that, if it's a thick English accent, I will watch so it. Comedy, Peaky Blinders being a peak, uh, prime example. For sure. So for like comedy and comedy standups, obviously you don't want to ruin the joke. So I don't watch it for that. Oh, for sure. Boy. Um, <laughs> but I say, I'm bringing this up rather because whenever I'm watching shows and they're using words that I have never heard of, yeah. I will I will pause the show and be like, what in the world was that? <laughs> so by the way, Audrey, you said that you were trying to work a uh, $3 word, if you will, into every show. We haven't heard it yet today, I don't think. Have we? Bituminous. Bituminous. <laughs> Do we know what that means? It's just a mineral. And I guess it's <laughs> also on. in the Bible. Like, I think that that guy. Is it a book of the Bible? <laughs> no. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John acts in the book of Bituminous. Bituminous, <laughs> Corinthians, Colossians, Felicia. <laughs> we went to the same uh, Bible school that uh-huh. way. <laughs> you will memorize this or die and burn in eternal hell. Do you guys have any band names? Like, what would your band's name be? Message deleted. I used to have, like, a note pad of like band names that like that should be a band name but i wouldn't do that when i'm drunk i was actually in a band and we we're called laughing stock and ixian's wheel ixian's wheel is that a uh, biblical reference that I, don't I don't know about i don't think so ixium what is that ixian's wheel i don't know man i was in high school and emotional what is ixian <laughs> just leave me alone do i need to look up that word too right now i don't think that that's a thing i think that is like the the name of an individual also, is it like ick, like I-C-K? No, like I-X-I-A-N. Ew, Ixian's I'm not even, I, that's wheel. so annoying. You were so annoying. I-X. Yeah, no, we, and the, and in the we were era of the 90s, everything even, was like extreme. Yeah, but we were also really bad, so that helped. What instruments did you play, Dave Farah? Drums. Oh, mm-hmm. you know how to play the drums? Well, I mean, I did, kind of. Not well, but you know. That is something that I just learned about you. I never mm-hmm. knew that you were a drummer. I don't talk about it much because I'm not very good. You talk about you playing the guitar casually and you weren't that good at that well, either. That, I was just trying to get laid. I was playing the <laughs> intro to like Dave Matthews band, Crash Into Me. like that Over I, and over and over yes, again. Yes, until somebody would notice. Wait, hold on. They have a whole ick saga of women going to hinge dates like their house uh-huh. and having to wait to get laid because they're the guy that's trying to like win them over by like playing the guitar. She's like, I'm already here. She's like, I'm, I'm in that's- your bedroom. 
bedroom, you moron. <laughs> that's on. Like, I would have laying on your bed. That's also, on. What that's of, on them, though, man. Like, if you're gonna sit there and listen to a guy we're not play acoustic tell you guitar, to stop. you need to that's say, the "Hey, play for you." No, you say, "Hey, I'm ready." <laughs> Just say like, that. Oh, I'm ready. No, no. no, there's like a whole like thing that we have to make you feel valued. No, <laughs> like, you don't. No, continue I'm, to play you're, for that's me. You're doing so good. Leave me alone. I'm gonna do some picking before you get your. Also. Finger like you, good. you don't need like we don't need any sort of validation before that, so, Audrey. But you know what's so funny no, that's is that validation. validation. <laughs> the, what the validation is that the you, act. We're, but again, so that you say that, but then why do men play the guitar when we're already there? Because, because they're we're unsure. All, we're all just medieval. We're there. We're all just medieval <laughs> court jesters. We don't know what to do with our hands. We're freaking out. There's a chick in our bedroom. Oh my god! <laughs> just like let me play a tune. <laughs> Be up front. Be we up are front. there. What just is say, more up just, front than like uh, like coming over to your men, house? Men are stupid. I am going to showcase my talent for you, and now I would hope that you would showcase your talent for <laughs> so me. So that's what it is? Yes, that's exactly what it <laughs> the is. The talent isn't you and how well you perform in bed. It's the it's the guitar playing that's beforehand. Right. Now, the, the sex is going to be awful, but check out this riff. <laughs> oh, my God. So funny. Weird. People would say, oh, the money is root of all evil. But let me tell you something. It's pretty hard to love somebody when you're hungry cold and wet so i used to tell the kids money can't buy me love but it sure can fix a lot of things message deleted wise words that's pretty uh that's pretty real yeah the whole money if you love somebody when you're at your most poor and if you guys are sharing ramen noodles like lady in the tramp style though i do uh-huh. think that that is something to be said or if you're living in a car with a ventriloquist and you know you're uh, homeless yeah uh, just know that even though you put uh put up with him for all those years he will leave you at some point still but after many years of marriage, so when he gets all of his America's Got Talent money, you still get paid out. It works out. I was just going to say, any heartbreak only makes you hotter and funnier. So good for her and apparently rich. Uh, the the thing that, I, I don't know if this is true, but w- w- what they always say is that you'll see a woman's true character when her man has no money, and you'll see a man's true character when he has a lot of money. Ooh. And you're like, oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I'm, ho- I'm horrible. You're a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Dave and and Mahoney. They may not have all of their teeth, but they almost have ten fingers. (laughs) It's the Redneck Report. Uh, Dave and Mahoney. Guys, it turns out that the Dairy Queen is quite violent, as it turns out. Not not the old DQ. Yep. Uh, The Grill and Chill? Uh, (laughs) Is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah, you Grill grill and and Chill. chill. I forgot. That's on on the sign, isn't it? It It is is. on the sign, man. (laughs) It's been a minute since I looked at a DQ sign, I guess. Really? They've got great chicken tenders. They do. A uh, woman named Allison Fetting, 44 years old, was arrested for armed robbery after allegedly holding up a Coconut Creek Dairy Queen at gunpoint. Uh, The incident occurred at the Winston Park Plaza. She entered the Dairy Queen, whipped out a gun, started demanding money from an employee. Fortunately, no one was hurt during the robbery. She was arrested by the uh, the, the cops later that day and is facing multiple charges, including two counts of robbery with a firearm, one count of robbery with a weapon, possession of a controlled substance. Uh, She also has some other substance abuse issues that go back to 2021. Mm. How much money do you suppose... You would get away with $135. Maybe. Whatever the, whatever they have in the, the till just to like cover bucks. cash. Yeah, like $68. Is what she got? $68. Because most people pay with, I mean, I did not even expect 
less than $100 to be in the till because I thought that there was a certain amount that you had to start with. Yeah. So That's probably like 80 bucks, 60 yeah. bucks. What? That's not even, that's $120 bill. What do you mean? I Did mean. The rest in like low bills? That's crazy. Like if you're going to rob a DQ, at least get like one of them chocolate dip cones. On your way out? Which yeah. also, Give again, me all your money. And a blizzard. <laughs> I mean, Flip it over so I can get a free one in when, case it drips. When was the last time you had a chocolate dip cone? Because I feel oh, like those been are. A, been a while. See, I don't like the shrapnel though. Oh, I love it. Like it makes it crunchy. Yeah, but it's it's risky. If you if you lose a chocolate flake, yeah, ah, and it goes and it goes sideways yeah. to the top of your mouth. But you wear black shirt, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but the jeans. Oh. Oh, you're talking about jeans. spilling it. I'm oh, talking yeah. about cutting your mouth if on you, the chocolate because uh, I can't control myself. <laughs> Eat it like a dog, and so <laughs> the shrapnel just goes everywhere. It's learning a lot about this room right now. Bruce Plummer, 43 years old, also old enough to know better, faces several charges for allegedly breaking into a airplane hangar and attempting to steal a plane. They reported that Plummer broke into two planes, could only start the second one. The plane later crashed into a fence and a pole off the runway. Oh, so he didn't even get it up. <laughs> Couldn't oh, get it up. Oh, Bruce, Sorry. buddy. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So you guys know that uh, I complain about my mother-in-law a fair amount just because when she comes to stay with us, and normally it's because she's going to watch the kids or something while we go out of town. And, um, you know, she generally complains a fair amount about the watching of the kids part. I mean, I feel like I would complain a lot if I was watching kids, It's too. a lot of kids. It is. It's a lot. Even, like, when they're my wife's not there and I'm taking care of her, uh, taking care of all the kids. Like, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're her grandkids. So there's that. Uh, but... Again, I complain a lot about my mother-in-law. Sometimes it's nice to have a little bit of perspective. Okay, so and what's going I on? I do have a candidate here, Mahoney, for Mother-in-Law of the Year. Okay. This is uh, this comes to us out of Mexico. There was a couple's wedding that was allegedly sabotaged by the groom's mom. So we've heard about this sort of thing before where, like, the mom of the groom can't seem to let go, and so there's, like, friction between... You know, the, the, the monster-in-law. Which, that's a very odd dynamic. And I feel like it can go really a couple different ways where mothers baby their sons for their entire lives, and that's pretty insufferable because you have this weird, awkward dynamic between mother and son, and then the wife just can't seem to, like, matter. You know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Mother always comes first I mean, to the wife. I, I, that's I, bizarre to me. I can't speak on that because I've never given birth to a kid. Right. So I don't know. But I mean, I know that like... As a parent... That's a very odd dynamic. That is incredibly unhealthy. Like, yes. What are certain cultures about? that like, you know... But that's will, also very unhealthy. Well, I don't know if that's unhealthy or not. I mean, I think about like, you know, there's some Italian This is coming from a one... Yes. Okay, so I'm married to with, an Italian and I have an Italian until step, they get married. Yes. I have an Italian stepfather and I have an Italian husband. And I will tell you, both are babied to no end. I love that. That's <laughs> no, not, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not Italian, son. but that's not, that that sounds like a great uh, time. You're an only child growing up. It's awesome yes. for also the uh, the sisters and but, the the mothers and the, everybody else who's not getting babied. So let's add a little bit of drama to this because the the rest of the story is that I guess the the groom's family mm-hmm. is incredibly wealthy, okay. and so I guess I don't know for sure, but I would guess that this mom kind of gets away with whatever she wants if, if she's a very, very wealthy lady. Mm-hmm. And so if she doesn't like the the bride, you know, the, the she's a gold digger. 
Sure. She's she you know, she's stealing away my son. She doesn't really love him. He just wants she him for his money. Him. Yeah. yeah. Before the wedding, the groom's family allegedly tried to bribe her to leave him <laughs> and even offered her like a blank check. I mean, I kinda and she stuck with him. She then, stuck with him. Then you should know that this chick's a ride or die, or she's at least smart enough to do the long con. On the wedding day, the groom's family reportedly refused to attend and hired somebody to throw red paint on the bride's dress. Right before walking down the aisle. Was this PETA? What's what's going on here? I saw the pictures. Like, I don't know. Who knows from if all of this is real or if they staged it or what. But there was a bride who looked very distraught who was in her wedding dress covered in red paint. Well, I mean, I kind of respect this. I don't respect the assaulting with the red paint thing. But I respect not attending a wedding that you don't think is, you don't agree with or you don't think is going to work out. I will We're not. We're not done yet. I will not attend a wedding that I think the people are going to get divorced because... <laughs> You know, okay. unless it's a second wedding and it's a destination, then I'll but attend. But that's a little different than a actively go sabotaging to. your own son's wedding because yeah. you're mad about who he's marrying. I mean, it's t- tomato, tomato, my friend. The uh, the chaos continued with the family calling the cops and making false claims about there being drugs at the wedding. That's so that disgusting. way it get raided. The groom's family also allegedly stole the groom's passport and visa after the wedding so he couldn't go on his honeymoon. Despite these challenges, the couple still proceeded with their honeymoon. The people commenting on the post, obviously, pretty sympathetic towards the bride. Mm-hmm. But, man, like, again, my mother-in-law, there's some challenges there. This may be, may be slightly worse. Then her just coming over to watch her kids. Yeah, and then a bringing the dog. This is Dave and Mahoney. New message. Call the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail. 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Please leave a message after the tone. You know what, Mahoney? You are such, such a six foot four, six foot five little bitch. Get over it, man. It's the flu. Message deleted. I'm still dealing with this cough. I mean, we're we're on to week number three mm. of it. I do feel better. I mean, like physically, yeah. I feel better, but it's just I am coughing the bronchitis, and there was nothing that like took the wind out of my sails more than when the doctor was just like, yeah. You know, you're probably going to be coughing for like three to six weeks. There's nothing you can do about it. Have any other strangers told you that you look terrible recently? Yesterday was the first day, you know, when we were at our uh, event with our sales team and we were visiting the Earnhardt upfronts. Many people told me how great I looked. Yesterday, more people told me how good I looked than maybe in the last six months combined. Yesterday, when I was rocking the Cowboy boots, the Mahoney, cowboy hat. The, the jeans, the belt buckle, the jacket, the shirt. I mean, you went all out on that outfit. How long do you think it's going to be, if you're being honest with yourself and us, until you put that cowboy hat back on? The cowboy hat's in my car right now, so are the boots. No, I, I understand that. But I thought about, where, I thought about wearing, wearing it today, today yeah. into the show. Because you can pull off a cowboy hat and Tommy Bahama. Yeah, you can. You, you can. It's boots. not quite as a clean look. I don't have that Yellowstone uh, millionaire, billionaire rancher vibe, which I, I did. I you were did, close. I did enjoy that. But let me tell you about one of the most embarrassing things that happened yesterday as I was walking in. So, you know, I went to Boot Barn and bought literally this entire outfit top to bottom because I didn't have any country wear. And I did not take the stickers no. off of my jeans uh. as I was walking in. But luckily, there was a guy. <laughs> said 38 extra wide. <laughs> it, well, it was like the big, they were big ones. There was like cinch, because I guess that's the brand of yeah. jeans, which 
Again, very comfortable. Some guy caught it for you? Some guy's like, hey, 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 there's like, stickers on there. Hey, rookie, get over here. <laughs> I'm going to help you out. Which, you know, I, then I, then yeah. I tipped my tip cap. cap it was the first time I ever tipped a cap, and it felt good. I bet. As far as Audrey goes, paper towels are a necessity in cars. I know. I raised this clumsy kid. Keep good. Bye. Message deleted. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. My was that, car was definitely. That Megatron calling? Like what? What? <laughs> Optimus Prime on the line? Like what was that, man? That's a that's a man who who does not need uh, three inch cowboy lifts. As far as Audrey goes, paper towels are a necessity. That does sound like Optimus Prime. <laughs> it right? does. When you slow it down just a little bit. Slow it down just a little bit. So do you, are you, I mean, you had the napkins. You have the, uh, the glove I didn't have any napkins. You didn't have glove compartment napkins? I haven't said this yet because I'm kind of embarrassed to admit it because. Um, well, let's quiet things down in Ulster. We got some swag the other day. <gasps> I was going to ask you if you did that. I did. Oh my God. So well, she spilled her coffee in the car? That's all I had, man. You used mm-hmm. our t-shirts? Mm-hmm. To clean up your spilled coffee? Yeah, man, and I didn't then, have anything else. <laughs> do you want to tell everyone? And then what? I had to sit on it. I had to sit on the shirt yeah. uh, as I had a butt crack full of coffee. <laughs> yeah. And then, just to give you an idea of how good of a relationship one way this is, they offered to detail Audrey's car for free. This was the saddest thing because their swag is so good. My husband's obsessed with our socks. I love their t-shirts. I was so sad. I mean, thank God I got a, a washing machine so I can just It'll wash the shirts. Yeah. But I felt so bad. Brand and that's all I worn. had in the car. <laughs> As I'm like, kind of like squeegeeing uh, between my like between my <laughs> thighs. Like you do a towel whenever you're getting out of the... <laughs> The shower. If you don't butt do floss that with, the, with a towel, <laughs> you're, not, you're not you're not really showering. With this awesome t-shirt that I got. Yeah, no, um, I was so embarrassed there. to admit that that uh yeah, I had to use I had to use the shirt that I got in the <laughs> as a thank you for being a partner and I had to use it to sop up the coffee from my butt crack. So and then they cool. heard about this without that detail, and they offered to <laughs> detail you your omit car for certain free. things. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, talking about you know, dating AI. You guys should watch the movie Her. Here's a bigger problem. What do you do as a guy if your AI girlfriend's tired of you and she wants to break up with you? Message deleted. You know that's going to happen. Of course it is. That 100% is going to happen. We did. I did see the movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson. It gave me as, the heebie-jeebies. It was creepy. And I think that's... it's. That could be a, a not-too-distant future thing. It's already happening right now. I, I just... Uh, man, you got to talk to people. You have to you talk, to, talk people. to people. As much as we don't like talking to people, at least find one person you can talk we to. We were talking about this earlier, um, about how parents should start neglecting their kids more. Mm-hmm. Um, I also would like to bring back bullying yeah. <laughs> so that people like understand that like you cannot have relationships with computers. You cannot have a relationship with a computer. You cannot have a relationship with a computer. I think that we need to bring back shaming. You know, and and I'm not just any shaming. I'm talking Game of Thrones. You're naked in, walking through the streets shame. while everyone throws excrement at you, like shame. that sort of shame. Tomatoes would be fine. Oh. Yeah, Tomatoes, I don't want to. I don't want to throw any sort of fecal matter. That's how you, you got to touch it. Yeah, you yeah gotta, that's you, how you get pink, you get pink eye. eye. Yeah, you're right. Get it worse. 
It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. This is a big Maury Povich moment for <gasps> Tyreek Hill from oh. the Miami Dolphins. And is it turns he? out, Tyreek, you are the father. Oh, of which kid? Of who? From there, where? I know he's got a lot of baby mamas yeah. happening. A lot of baby mamas, a lot of people that were claiming that he was the father of their children. Tyreek Hill apparently uh, likes to sleep around a bit and does not like to use condoms. What's so crazy is that he must be picking really fertile women and he must be really fertile. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm 32 and I have not had a baby yet and dang, if it's that easy for Tyree Kill, maybe come over here, man. I'm like, what the frick? No kidding, man. So he has settled a paternity suit with Brittany Lackner, one of the mothers claiming that he is the father of her child. So Lackner, who has a child named Sol Carzon Hill, born in February That's of a last year. Uh huh. Accused him of offering insufficient child support of just twenty five hundred dollars a month. What? Your Tyree Kill, dude. Man. I mean, Come he's on. got one of the largest contracts. He may be the highest paid receiver in the NFL right now. And you're talking twenty five hundred dollars a month. Like, what is that? That's like thirty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, man. That's tw- like you're. That, that's dinner for Tyreek Hill, I would imagine. Like, you go out to a fancy restaurant, and you're probably going to drop around $30,000. So, but I mean, that's $2,500 for one kid, and he's got like but seven. Even but still, still, that's like crazy. <laughs> he made, he signed, and I was right, he signed a four-year deal with the Miami Dolphins for $120 million, making him the highest paid wide receiver of all time. That's crazy. $30 million. A season. It used to be unthinkable that a quarterback would be paid $30 million a season. Now you've got receivers making $30 million a year. Isn't that something? Uh, so and there's a simple solution. I mean, there really is. Just wear a condom. Mm, um, yeah. Or also, no, be, I mean, we don't really like praise Nick Cannon at all on this show. He does but pay for his kids. That he does is show up and pay for those kids. And he may be a hateful like idiot, but you know what? He pays for his kids. He he's, does. He's and, a dad, and he seems like he actually cares about one. You know, all thirty-seven of his children. He shows up. He flies he to see him all the time. So he always. So I just want to point out. So that thirty million dollars a year, he pays thirty thousand dollars a year in child support is what he's wanting to pay. That's like if you made a hundred thousand dollars a year, yeah, which is a great salary by any metric anywhere in the country for right. the most part. That's like paying if you made. $100,000 a year paying $100 a year for child support. Yeah. I know guys who make $100,000 a year who are paying child support. And let me tell you, they're paying $2,500 a month. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's wow. not, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that, oh, percentage, oh, 1%. that percentage of your salary is ridiculous. But he's got to uh, pay for the cars and the clothes and yeah. the money and the hose. So the, the settlement includes a confidential agreement, which is not so confidential anymore, uh, where Hill is officially declared the biological father of this kid. So uh, he's set to go to trial, Hill is, for a similar paternity case from somebody else, Kimberly Kaylee Baker, who is claiming that her child is also um, Tyree Kills. And that means that the total number of kids that are being associated with Tyree Kill, and we don't know for sure if all of them are, that's six. Six. six oh, I thought I said seven earlier. Yeah. Man, dress, I was off by one. I'm sure that there will be another one soon, though. I'm sure you're, <laughs> I'm, you know what? You're exactly right. There will be a seventh. We just haven't met him yet. Lucky number seven. That's a wrap. Well, it's about time. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. At Dave and Mahoney. They're everywhere. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Listen anytime and on demand at Dave and Mahoney. Dot, 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 dot com.